Okay, welcome back. Uh, we had technical difficulties. Zoom disappeared on us here in California during a heat wave. Um, they uh, they decide sometimes that that electricity is optional for people. So anyway, so uh, we're back, and uh, thanks uh, to David for joining us. We were in the middle of um, talking about Chuck Michelle and CRPA, California Rifle and Pistol Association. Um, you were saying about the Heller decision, the link, yeah. Well, uh, I didn't want to miss an opportunity uh, to remind people that the book, you know, I wrote an article, I circulated, somebody got it to Chuck Michelle. Chuck contacted me back in 2013, I think it was, and said, hey, I really like this. I think, would you be willing to work with us at CRPA, we'd like to make it into an ebook. We'd like to get it out there, maybe use it as a CRPA fundraising tool. I said, sure. Um, and so, you know, he helped, helped me pull the things out of my story and onto the book that people would find interesting. Uh, you know, it, it, when it's your story, you want to tell every little detail or every little joke and, um, you know, yeah. have a, somebody else who's reading it like a publisher, they help you make some of those decisions. And then, uh, you know, he asked, let's make it, a, let's publish it. Let's make it a, let's update it. And that's why it was originally done in 2015. Then we updated it uh, and made it into this one with the 2019 uh, epilogue and update. And that's when we added the Heller opinion. He, it was his idea. And you know, I want to encourage people to give CRPA and CRPA.org a real look. Uh, it does incredible work for uh, not just California gun owners, although that's its mission, but gun control is like a virus. And these little, uh, you know, viral uh, snippets make their way out to the so-called free states. And you can think, oh, I'm sitting in Wyoming or I'm in South Dakota. Or, I don't have to worry about that, what California is doing. But, you know, in fact, if, if California turns it into something, it'll get picked up in a way. And all of a sudden you have a domestic violence restraining order statute in, in your free state. And so for the 50 bucks a year, whatever, uh, as non-California gun owners can join CRPA and support some of the frontline work, I really think it's worth it. So I just want to make that plug to your viewers, listeners who are not California gun owners. And if they are, and they're not supporting CRPA, you know, they might as well be writing checks to Gavin Newsom and, <laughs> you know, get it over with. Uh, so I really encourage people to do that. And, and Chuck, um, you know, wanted to put the Heller opinion in. I thought it was a great idea. I think in the next time, if we ever do publish another version, I'd love to see McDonald, of course, Bruin in yeah. there and have a trilogy at the end of the book. Oh, that's a great idea. So that's a great idea. I love that because you're getting people as an educator, you're getting people into the primary, some of the primary sources and they can read it for themselves and see, does it make sense to them? And if not, we could have a dialogue about it. Um, yeah, that now I wore my Columbo tie today, David. <laughs> and um, I think he normally wears like a cream colored kind of off white shirt on the show. 
I'm really dating myself here, but uh, you but and I I've are got, the only two people got, listening who know who you're referring to. Yeah, yeah. He always has that <laughs> green tie, and I found one. And I was like, oh, it's a Colombo tie. I had to get it. Um, I would have paid triple what they were asking, but um, yeah. So I have my Colombo tie, and I want to. I want to make sure we do one more thing, like just one more thing. I, I got to make sure that we get the arc of the story uh, as clearly as you laid out in the book, um, because we were kind of settling on how lawyers, I think we were camping there for a while about how lawyers are not really, at least in San Francisco at the time in your building, were kind of all on the same page of gun control right it's a little odd because lawyers are so well trained analytically and they're good at thinking and they're not stage one thinkers um, they can think adversarially they can think of the other side and you have to um, to do the law right uh, you have to be able to do that so it's a little odd that it just seems odd that all these business corporate type lawyers would uh would stay there and um and you uh you describe some experiences that happened a little bit later in seattle and later in hawaii where you decided that you wanted to get your first gun and then later you decided to get a gun to carry around with you, which is another step. So uh, I wanted to get into that, give you a chance. So maybe sure. uh, talk about Seattle. Seattle, I think, is the first picture of a gun that you have. And I hope I'm getting the story right. Yeah. That was yeah. my Remington 870. There's a picture right there. I still have it. We can't we can't show kids now. It's out, that's illegal in California because that would be corrupting the young. Well, um, but anyway, so you have a Remington eight seventy there, and you still have it. Yep. And the 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 child who was a newborn in that story is now sixteen and a half. He loves to shoot that Remington eight seventy. Uh, and I just love that about that coming full circle. Um, now, now, how long after this um, horrible incident at work in San Francisco, how long after that did you buy that first gun? Quite, quite a there? time. Um, well, 1993 was the shooting, July 1st, 1993. And uh, my first son was born in 2006. And it was about... A few months after, not even a, just a couple months after his birth, this incident took place where uh, we were living on uh, Capitol, uh, Capitol Hill District in Seattle. And um, we were subletting a house. Uh, and there was this incident where there were all these helicopters and police and, you know, the cops, uh, and I'm not speaking ill of law enforcement, I'll just say that sometimes yeah. you can tell if the cops have it under control, and this was not one of those times. Uh, when, when, when cops are, are, are squatting down with their search with their flashlights, looking in bushes, 
for things. Yeah. yeah. That's an indication that they're still trying to figure it out. Oh. And I thought, well, you know, if there's a manhunt going on, and if somebody jumped the five foot fence, which is not that hard to do, they would see us through this glass door that's the back door to this bedroom. They could easily kick through it. And where would I be? I would right. have, you know, if you have kids, you know that in the first few months after childbirth, um, the nursing mom is not super mobile, uh, you know, and so, you know, yeah. when, when I was a uh, 28 year old junior lawyer running from a gunman, I was one person. If I'm a uh, 35-year-old right. or whatever, 40-year-old, right. uh, reasonably yeah. conditioned human being, right. I still can't carry a, a recent, you know, you know, a newborn and a, and, a, and a nursing mom. That's a lot of weight to carry and go run away from anything, right? Oh, so yeah. you have to start to think about standing your ground where you're at. Uh, and defending your space against an assailant if it were to come to that. And what would I have for that? A broom, kitchen knife. You know, I can't even imagine getting in a knife fight, you know? Uh, so I went the next day uh, to a pawn shop and I, I bought a capable shotgun used for $200. And, uh, and of course, then I had to fill out the paperwork, which seemed absurd. I, I never contemplated that. There was a three-day waiting period. Again, seemed absurd. Um, but I went through those hoops. It seemed I, absurd uh, to you at the time. At, when I bought the gun, I thought, well, I'm ready to go. And it's like, well, you come back in three days. Yeah. And, and, he, and at that time, possibly also now, but Washington State's laws were less gun control restrictive than California. But there was some, and uh, and then I I bought some some rounds, and I I went to uh, a local uh, shooting range and learned how to, you know, basically self-taught, you know, how to handle it safely, load it, unload it. Maybe I looked up some articles about it, but I I, I taught myself how to handle it, how to shoot accurately with it, and then I remember sitting around with a bunch of. Uh, uh seattleites who were friends of mine and and i and i and my then wife uh, you know said tell did you tell them did you tell them about the gun and i go oh, yeah i bought a gun and they were like what <laughs> and i go yeah and uh did they feel why? better did they feel better once you told them but I waited three days. I mean, they, yeah, right. <laughs> the three days. It was three days, right, and right. You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm better now. I was really angry when I went into that pawn shop. I had so much anger, and then because of the three days, I am no. just a model. No, I'm a Boy Scout now. I'm because I was Scout. neither angry nor nor do I usually get angry. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I I told him we're fa afraid. Said, Why? Yeah. Why? I said, well, you know to protect my family. And, you know, if shit hits the fan, what are you going to do? Are you going to light a candle and sing Kumbaya? And one of them said, no, I'm coming to your house. Wow. 
Yeah. Huh. And I thought, huh, okay. That's I get that. So uh so that became my first gun, my shotgun. Did that, then, did that annoy you at all though when they said that? Because when say people say that, I just wonder, well, why don't you just have it at your house too? So in case I have to go to your house, but why do I always have to be the one? You know, a, a raft of thoughts flew through my mind all at once at that time, including the thought that, oh, oh no, you're not, you know. Uh, yeah. But right, right. you know, keeping it social, keeping it friendly. Sure. I yeah. didn't. I didn't uh, get into. You have it. more social skills than I do, I think. <laughs> and, um, and and then I guess in the arc of the story, you know, next comes we we go to Hawaii, and uh, yeah, I Hawaii. guess there was some in between because uh, because Heller happened. Yep, that's right. After Seattle, and uh, and then I, I I remember driving down the road and listening about the decision. And uh, and then I, I made the decision. I'm I'm buying a handgun. Supreme Court says it's all right, and fascinating. No reason not to. I'm I'm getting a handgun. Now was and, that the first time? And and was it because of the Supreme Court that you had that thought? The Supreme Court decision and the publicity of it triggered in my mind that this was uh, that it it is a right worth exercising, hmm. and that I sh I. Uh, uh, I had no immediate thought of a need of a handgun, but I had then made a decision 